Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Yesterday was our last day off until Thanksgiving week, Tony. So are you ready now to roll? Tony Kornheiser. Not yet. ESPN2 show. Oh, stop it. Not now. You know, now now in the new streaming universe we live in, there are no numbers on the channels. People don't know. They look up, they see something that says live, or they see your face, and they click. So the the deuce or the mothership, ah? Uh, I'm not not yet into streaming like you are. I'm not into the world as we know it now, as you do. (laughs) I'm of a foreign world. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, down goes LSU, down goes Clemson, down goes Lucas Chialito, and for you, Mike, down goes Frazier. But we begin today with the biggest college football result of the long weekend, Colorado beating TCU at TCU in Deion Sanders' debut as a Power 5 coach. Wilbon, you were rooting for Deion. Yep. Your thoughts on what Colorado pulled off? I got a lot of thoughts, Tony. You've heard them already, so now other people have to hear them because we texted and talked for hours during that game. Tony, rarely in my life have I rooted for somebody as hard as I rooted for Dion when I, when I don't have anything at stake. No Chicago team, no Northwestern people. I don't know the per- – I, I, I do know Dion. You and I have known Dion for a long, long time. Yes. And we rooted for Dion yes. in other circumstances, pro circumstances. We, have, yes. we know Dion Sanders. But, Tony, because of reasons relating mostly to race and culture and how they are affected by and uh, how they affect college football in the southeastern quadrant of the United States, there were, there were things going on that made me angry and made a lot of people angry and made Dion angry. And so it's not the game details, even though his kid played great and the other kid who's a beast who plays two ways, you and I marveled at that. That was all yeah, great, Tony. Hunter. But Travis it, Hunter. That right? was, yeah, Travis, Travis Hunter. Hunter yeah. That was secondary yeah. to me, to, to Dion himself, because people sneered. People put nasty stuff out there. People went at Dion, and they went at him for reasons that go at a lot of us, people who look like Dion and me. And, and, and so I was crusading. I wanted Dion to win that game. I was nasty about it. And I'm nasty yeah. and strident and chesty, to use one of your words, about him winning. And I want him to win every week. And I told you last week, I'm rooting for Dion as if his last name was Wilbon. That's how personal this is to me. The great performances were the great performances. And it was cool to go back and forth and talk about those things as you and I did. But this other stuff consumed me, and it will consume right. me on Saturday when they play Nebraska. So uh, I don't really have to put out my credentials here. I've known Deion Sanders a long time. I've liked him for a long time. I covered him when he was with the Washington football team. He was great in the locker room. He's a great talker. He is unnaturally confident. So if anybody thought that he would be humble after this game, they have no idea who this guy is. He had every right to say, do you believe me now? Which he said about 10,000 times. Good for him. (laughs) 
I understand and appreciate where you are on this entire issue wider than Deion Sanders. I, I appreciate that. I looked at it differently. Right. I got on the game because you texted me and you said, are you on this game? Get on this game. So I watched the entire second half. I doubt I will be as entertained in a game all year as I was I agree with by that. the second yeah. half of, of that game. Unbelievable game. Dion's kid was sensational. Ooh. Ooh. His accuracy was unerring in Every that throw. game. In the second half, Mike, as you know, both teams, TCU and Colorado, got the ball and scored. Time after time after time, got the ball and scored. And it was a wonderful thing to watch. The question now, of course, is it sustainable for Deion Sanders in right. his first year at Colorado? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, you know... You know who they have next. They have Nebraska next. This is so interesting. The two coaches who had the sort of biggest drumbeat before the season started, Matt Rule going to Nebraska Dion. and Dion going to Colorado, yeah. they play each other. If Dion wins that game and keeps winning, then at the now. end of the month, uh -huh. it's USC. They're ranked 22, 22. right now yeah. in the new poll. Yeah. Then it's USC, yeah. a game that 80 October million people are going to watch. I want to go watch. to that game. Oh, no, no, September I 30th. Oh, is it September, September 30th? 30th. Okay. I, I want to go and see that game, Tony. Tony, yeah. his son can make every throw. At least well, he straight. made every throw in that game. Straight. The deep he ball, did. the intermediate throw, the throw over the safety with touch, the stuff where he had to zoom it, short passes to his back. Yeah. My God. Seriously. But I'll tell you this, Mike. I'll tell you this. If you continue to play this kid both ways, 100 plays a game, yeah. I hope Colorado Medical School is ready for that uh, <laughs> because you can't play a kid that much. You can't. Dion played that much? That was a long time ago. I know. And that was Dion Sanders. Was 35 Hall of years ago. Hall wow. of Fame. Man. Yeah. That was exhilarating. Colorado's win wasn't the only eye-opening result of the weekend, though. Number eight, Florida State ran away from LSU, ranked fifth in the second half. Killed him. Beat him by 21. And last night, unranked Duke beat number nine Clemson 28-7. His first win over a top-10 team since 1989. Tone, which of these outcomes is the biggest deal? So I will tell you on a personal level, I don't know which is the biggest deal. I was more surprised by Duke beating Clemson. Duke is not Florida State. Florida State is ranked eighth in the country. Duke's not ranked at all, as you said. They hadn't beaten a top 10 team for 34 years. They hadn't beaten Clemson in, I think, 19 years or 20 yeah, years before Dabo yeah. Sweeney got there. You know, so, I mean, that this one was really, because I don't think of Duke as an ACC power, and I do think of Florida State that way. But the more stunning one for me was the way Florida State beat LSU. Mike, in the second half, at one point, they had them 31 unanswered points to the point where... Brian Kelly said afterward, this is a total failure. And he said, on my part, on the coach's part, and on the player's part, a total failure. Mike, I learned this this morning, that no team has ever lost its opening game and made the college made the football playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. They are a recent thing, the yeah. playoffs. But does this mean that Clemson and LSU are out? Really? Yeah. Yeah, because there's, there's, there's other teams. So there's so many teams we haven't even seen yet. Teams who haven't been tested yet because there was so little conference play. And it was week one. The Duke thing shocked me to the point. So I'm watching tennis. I'm locked in on tennis. Every tennis match all weekend, I'm locked in. Right. And then I see the score that Duke is ahead. Duke, 
My God, we played Duke in a couple of weeks in Durham. Duke won nine games, though, last year, Tony. I saw Duke play in person last year, and I got an appreciation for what this coach does, what that team does, the difference in recruiting now, the philosophy. I, I see Duke, they play Northwestern most years, every year. I see them. I, I have an appreciation for how they're building. And still, like you, Duke is beating Clemson, really? So what I was yeah. expecting wow. was Clemson to win a fairly close game over Duke. And, Tone, that game was weird. Like Dabo said, they turned the ball over two or three times, like inside the 10. And so it was a weird game, and Duke got on top of them, and, just, and, and that last score just sort of nailed it. But, look, Duke is going to be good. I'm not saying they're going to be a power 11-win team. Duke's going to win right. nine or 10 games. They are. There's an instruct. There's something instructive here. Um, Deion Sanders went into the transfer portal. Yeah. Like he was buying groceries. Yeah. Texas State went into the transfer portal. They went to Baylor. They were a 27-point underdog. They won that game. Dabo Sweeney said no. Right. No. Yes. On the transfer portal. Yes. Maybe there's a lesson, Mike. Maybe you have Maybe. to go to the transfer portal now. Maybe. Maybe. We'll move. We move now to the Basketball World Cup. Team USA was beaten by Lithuania over the weekend, prompting people to lament the end of USA basketball dominance. But then this morning, the U.S. team pounded Italy 100-63 to make the semifinals. And guess who's out? Lithuania, after losing to Serbia. Wilbon, is everything back on track, or do you still have questions? Well, everything is back on track, and I have questions. I mean, this is not new. Neither one of those results this morning over Italy or against uh, Lithuania, neither one of those results sort of really should take you off what you believe about the United States men's basketball team. One, the two, the players who ought to be the two best players of the generation and maybe the two best on the team, Zion and Ja, where are they? Okay? You there. don't have a there. rebounding deficiency and as much of a size deficiency if Zion is on the court being what he should be after four or five seasons at 20-whatever he is now, 24 years old. So that you got to deal with that. And I don't think you're going to have either one of those guys next year in the Olympics. Tony, the other thing, and you and I talked about this on your podcast this morning, the United States of America doesn't want big men because they teach them all to be guards. Everybody's 6'9". Oh, he's got, he can play like a guard. He can switch everything. He can play out on the perimeter. He can shoot the deep three. So therefore, we have two generations of bigs now who don't know how to be damn bigs. We don't have bigs. They do other right. stuff. So blame the coaches and the culture and the evolution of the game for that's a real problem for us, and it's going to be a problem next year. I don't want to hear who might come out. LeBron can't save the day. Anthony Davis ain't going to save no. the day. We got a problem no. there. No. It's real. No. So I said this on Friday. I'm going to say it again today. We should never lose any of these games. Other countries have three, four, and five NBA players. We have all NBA players at this point. Um, here's how it shakes down now. We will play, if I have this right, we will play the winner of Germany and Latvia. Yeah. I think I'm correct on I that. Think so. Germany has Germany's Schroeder, good. of course. They've got uh, Moritz Wagner, two NBA Wolf players. Wagner. Latvia has Davis Bertans, who's a, a wonderful and shooter. A couple other and shooters. Mike, we should win either of those games by 20 points. It should be no, it, it should not be within. <laughs> 20 points. Germany's now, got size. Then we go Germany's to the finals. Big, and they can shoot it. And we're, if we're in the finals yeah. against Canada, I worry a little bit. Because yeah. I think Canada yeah. is a really good team. 
But I think that at, at the very least, at the moment, people can exhale for a little bit now because, you know, here's what the problem next year, Mike, is Antetokounmpo's going to play and yes. not for us. Yes. Right? And Jokic is going to play and, and not for us. And he, right. though, might play for us. Yeah, maybe. He's allowed to. Am I right? Yes, he I, would. I think by, I heard by that. By the way, he, he is Tom. Right he could it. choose. Let me just say this real quickly. The best player on the court when we play Canada, and there are players like Jalen Brunson on this team I absolutely love. The best player on the court when we play against Canada is going to be Canadian. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. See, that, that kind Edwards. of thing happens now. Not Anthony Edwards. Not Anthony yeah. Edwards. Really? Anthony Edwards was Let's the first team All-NBA. Shea Gilgis-Alexander Coming up. is. Some big names in action at the U.S. Open today. And is the Guardians waiver wire attempt to catch the Twins already a failure? Shane Gilgis Alexander. It's interesting because you love Wembanyama, but he wants to be a guard on offense. They, he's been trained. He's been raised he be that guard. way. I know. Well, but, you know, I mean, by the way, that's another big week. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Trying to find out what's cracking with the commoners. Mail time! Reach in here and get the first email. Here we go. Should Coco Goff now be seen as the favorite to win the U.S. Open? Tony, yeah, I thought she was a favorite coming in based on the way she's played this summer. And you look at who's gone now, and she helped get rid of some of these people. I mean, Rybakina, Anz Jabour, Pagula, who's her doubles partner, Wozniacki, who she got rid of herself, Ostapenko, who she got rid of herself, Sviatek, they're gone. They're all gone. Now, I know Sabalenka and Cerstea and Bonjozova, Madison Keys, who's played great in this tournament, is still there. And Mahuva's still there. But, yeah, she's the favorite, don't you think? No, I, I don't. And I don't wow. for philosophical reasons. Why? Because I don't know what's going to happen from day to day. There's nobody left in the draw that has won multiple majors. Okay. Since Serena Williams began to tail off, and we looked at maybe the next dynastic player, maybe it would be Osaka, but she's right. out of tennis. Not maybe there. it would be Ash Barty, but she's out of tennis. 
Sviantek is the one who's got multiple majors and she's out of this tournament. So I don't know from day to day. You know, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't make anybody a favorite just because there's nobody who's reached out I, and grabbed the right. sport. You That's know what I'm saying? Tone. So what, uh, yes. Golf is as good as any. Yes. On the men's side, it's still Djokovic, you know, who won this afternoon in straight sets. But, Tony, tonight, yeah. by the way, must see, maybe the and match Alcaraz. that I want to see the most is Tiafo against Ben Shelton. And Tiafo is Alcaraz for us. What's that? That's right. right. Yeah, no, no, no. Alcaraz, I'm right. just talking about the match. Shelton okay. against Tiafo tonight. That, that is Mail get this. your popcorn. For me, Tiafo, I met his dad this summer. I think he's one of your podcast people. Huh? That made me wonder about his That would be good. Then I you will know? definitely root yeah. for him. <laughs> if he's <laughs> listening to the podcast, I'm rooting for him. Is it already over for the Guardians' attempt to pass the Twins? Man, 20 to 6 makes you think yeah. so, right? Brutal. I mean, look, I, now, again, I was, I'm watching tennis all day, and I was going to switch over, and I'll switch over to watch base. By the way, I'm streaming everything now. You go to a screen, and there's every sporting event in the world. There's no numbers. You just click. Welcome yeah. myself know when you're to the streaming dinner, world. Okay? You are not in that, that world. But I saw 20 to 6. I'm like, there's no reason to check in with that. There was reason to switch to Duke Clemson, not this junk. That's done. The Twins are going to win. It's too bad. I love yeah. Terry Francona. It's not going to happen. Twins are going to win. Apparently, they've got some kid on the team who has three grand slams in the last eight games. That's Which crazy. is pretty good. Let me concentrate on Lucas Giolito, who came up Ooh. with the Nats. Ooh. Who was not Steven Strasburg, but was a great prospect. Yeah. Nats traded him for Adam Eaton. They won the trade because they won the World Series. But I always liked Giolito. I know he was an all-star with the White Sox. I liked him. The last few weeks are disastrous for Lucas Giolito. One in five with a 689 ERA when he went to the Angels at the trade deadline. Yeah. One start. One start with Cleveland, a 20 to 6 game. Three innings, Mike, seven hits, nine earned, three home runs. So he's one and six with an 858 ERA. Picked a bad time to be a free agent a at the time. moment. Enough awesome. email. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Shohei's agent addresses his client's future. And Mr. Pink, Lionel Messi, wins again. So seriously, tell me when you're streaming dinner. Tell me when you're streaming walking the dog or, you know, doing the dishes. When are you what? streaming those things? What? What are you doing? I don't do I that. I mean, you know... Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Happy time, people. Happy 40th birthday, Lincoln Riley. Nobody questions his offensive abilities. Before he was 40, Riley had developed three Heisman winners, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray at Oklahoma, Caleb Williams at USC. That's not to mention getting Jalen Hurts ready for the NFL after Hurts left Alabama for Oklahoma. Riley was Big 12 Coach of the Year in 2018. He went 11-3 in his first year at USC. His overall record is a stunning 68-13. But can he bring in the right person to coach defense? That was USC's problem last year, defense. Small note, the Pac-12 is dissolving, but every Ugh. team in the league won last weekend. Well, I haven't played anybody yet. The question about Lincoln Riley to me, Tony, is how quickly does the NFL team come to get him? With the obsession with passing and yeah. quarterback development, Lincoln Riley has got to be at the top of everybody's yeah. list for Wonderkin who can come in, coach him up, figure it out, employ it, and win at the NFL level. He's got to be at the top of the list. By the way, Utah beat Florida. Florida is usually a pretty eh, good team. Good. Not so happy anniversary, Steve Largent. Around the state 35 years ago, the Seahawks' first ballot Hall of Fame wide receiver was knocked unconscious by a vicious forearm from Denver safety Mike Harden in the season opener. Largent suffered a concussion and lost two front teeth Ugh. while Harden was fined $5,000. Both teams were then in the AFC West, so they met 14 weeks later. Harden intercepted a pass in the end zone, was absolutely blasted by Largent, who blindsided him, caused the fumble, and recovered the fumble himself. Largent has acknowledged that this revenge hit was his favorite play. Not any of his 819 receptions or 100 touchdown catches, which were then NFL records. You gotta love Largent. You know how tough he was. He's wearing that, that, that single bar, that Joe Theismann, Jim Plunkett bar. You left your face exposed. Largent, by the way, is in the Hall of Fame. Harden? I, may as well be James no. Harden. I, 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 I don't remember. Largent, Not so Hall of Fame. Happy trails, Kyle Rudolph, a veteran tight end who made two Pro Bowls with the Vikings, is retiring. Rudolph spent 10 of his 12 seasons in Minnesota. Probably had his best season in 2016. Caught 83 passes for 840 yards and seven touchdowns. Rudolph also spent time late with the Giants and then the Bucks. Finished his career at Tampa Bay, where last year he caught his 50th and final touchdown pass from Tom Brady, which was also Brady's final regular season touchdown pass. Listen to this, Wilma. Rudolph was the 98th different player to catch a touchdown pass from Brady. Rudolph will go right into the booth for NBC calling college games. When does Brady's got a contract? When is he in the booth? Uh, and he's supposed to be in the booth? And he making $37 million a year? Tommy, where are you? Well, first of all, he doesn't need any money. That's no, number one. Getting so it. you don't have to worry about he's that. He's getting the money. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants to go out and play golf. Maybe he wants can't to relax do both? for a while. He's not in the booth what? every day. I mean, you've only got a couple of days of football. Come on now. So you want him in the booth right now? I want to hear him. I bet he's going to be great. I want to hear Tom right. Brady. I want to hear him. One omission, Dodgers starter Julio Urias, not with the team after being arrested and charged with felony domestic violence. Mm. Let's go to the big finish. If we Let's play. do it. Lionel Messi and Inter Miami beat LAFC 3-1. I know you're impressed. He's got 11 goals and 5 assists in the 11 games for Inter Miami. How can you not be impressed? Cooper Cup was in Minnesota yesterday to see a specialist for his hamstring injury. That's concerning, isn't it? Of course. He is a great player. And if he can't get on the field because of a hamstring, of course it is. You hear Minnesota, you hear medical, you, you know what you always think, think Mayo Clinic. Yep. 
Shohei Otani's agent says his client will remain a hitter and a pitcher going forward. Are you surprised? If somebody else's agent said it, it might register with me. Shohei's agent, he works for Shohei. I give a damn what he says. <laughs> Nathan Evaldi is back on the mound for the Rangers against the Strohs tonight. Is that significant? Yeah, so he's been out six weeks. He went out. He was 11-3. and three. Out six weeks. The Texas Rangers have suffered in that period of time. So if he's healthy, they're back to where they were first-place team. Last one, Travis Kelsey, your boy, hyperextended yeah. his knee in practice today. It is uncertain if he'll be available for the Chiefs opener on Thursday. Your thoughts? I want to see him, but, you know, Mahomes has got a lot of weapons, and I don't trust the Lions yet. I want to sort of root for him as a good Midwest son of the Midwest, but I... Yeah, so you won't take the Lions in six and a half. You won't do that. We're out of time. We're trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knucklehead. Shout out, Justin Steele, 16 and three. He better be the NL Cy Young winner for the Cubbies, Tone. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I don't think he's going to be. He ought to be. Good for you. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.